What's up guys, it's JLP here. Hope you all had a wonderful February 14th. Um, yeah, hope you guys had a wonderful Valentine's Day. Listen, I know this time of the year can be a bit awkward and complicated, you know, for most singles, for most of us singles, but honestly, it doesn't have to be. As a single, you have much to be grateful for, and enjoying your season of singlehood is one of the best decisions you can ever make for yourself. We are loved by many. I believe that. I know that I'm loved by many. I'm loved by my family. And most importantly, we are loved by Jesus Christ. Always remember this. When you're, you know, when you're having these moments where it is a holiday, such as Valentine's Day, and you're going through your Instagram feed or your Facebook feed, and you see um, a lot of people who are showing their love for one another and have their significant other, etc. When you see those things, Go into the quiet place where you could spend with God and remind yourself of the love of Jesus. Remind yourself of how blessed you are because you have a family that love you. You have friends that love you. All right. Now, I just wanted to take this moment to um, mention that the greatest love of all is, in fact, the love of Jesus Christ for you and me. That is the greatest love of all. Every single time when I have the opportunity to just reflect on the sacrificial um, love of God, it just blows my mind. And I'm just so grateful that the Lord blessed me um, with his grace to know him as Lord and Savior and having this walk with him. And I know that even in this season of singlehood, he is with you even now. You know, God is with you. He is always there for you. And he loves you until the end. All right. Just keep that in mind, y'all. So, from that being said, let's get straight into the Q&A. Um, you all submitted really good questions, um, by the way, and I can't wait to answer them with the help of the Holy Spirit. But one more thing. You need to make sure to invite all your friends to tune into this episode, like straight up. Invite your friends. Invite your guy friends. Invite your girlfriends. Invite those you know this episode will greatly encourage. You know, most of us, we have questions. And it's so important for us to have conversation for, with one another, to build each other up, um, and to encourage one another. I feel like there's a lack of um, pure and authentic conversations in our society. And this podcast is one of the avenues that I am willing to um, be able to um extend my 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 heart for people extend my willingness to encourage and to motivate people the best that I can especially when it comes to the season of singlehood for you guys who have been following up with this podcast the main mission of this podcast is to remind you guys and encourage you guys to master your trust in God, because really that is the only way we will be able to master our single season of singlehood. As our season in singlehood, you know, is not primarily just about preparing for the men or women of God that God has for you. The season of singlehood, it has to do so much with you discovering your identity in Christ, you discovering who you are, the purpose that God has for your life, and what God has called you to do, and um, all the blessings that He has always He has um, for you. You know, God in the season, He's preparing you for everything that He has predestined for you since the beginning of time. So you have to keep that in mind um, when you're in your season of singlehood that this is not supposed to be a dreadful season. It's not supposed to be a season where, you know, nothing good. Um, is happening in your life. No, this is one of the best seasons yet for you because you are really being pruned. You are really being prepared 
to be the person that God has you to be. You were created for such a time as this and God needs this time to really equip you and to really form you into the individual that you need to be to be powerful and unstoppable in this world. All right. Okay, so let's get to the questions again. I hope that you guys went ahead and invite your friends. The first question we have is, I have this question here from a listener. What to do while waiting on the one God has for you? What to do while waiting on the one God has for you? All right, that's a great question. You know, waiting is not about staying still in that sense. You know, when we're being asked to wait upon the Lord, um, it has to do more with, you know, having fellowship with God, spending more time with God in prayer and fasting um, and worshiping, praising him for his goodness, for all he's done in your life. Um, waiting on the Lord, you know, is being active, is being active and doing the things of God, is being active and um and pursuing the works of the Lord. You know, according to Ephesians 2, verse 10, we know that you know God predestined us in Christ Jesus as his handiwork to do great works for the glory of God and for his kingdom. And so during this time, we really have to be active. And building up the kingdom of God. Um, and as we're building up the kingdom of God, and as we're really spending time more with Jesus in prayer and devotion, we not only learn about Christ, which is awesome, but we learn more about our true identity. I feel like, you know, nowadays a lot of people are confused because they do not know who they are. They honestly don't know who they are. And I feel a lot of times people get into relationships and they're completely confused because you have um, two individuals um, that are not whole. You know, you have two individuals that are not whole and they have themselves fooled to feel like, OK, since we are here together, then you need to make me complete and I need to make you complete. But that's not how it goes. You know, it's for a, a relationship to thrive and be successful, you have to have a whole individual with a whole individual. That's the only way it will be able to survive anything in life. You know, relationships are not always going to be easy. Relationships is all about, you know, um, pushing one another. And so if there's an individual who still has not yet tapped into their complete identity, you know, when they do end up in a relationship, um, they will find themselves let down at times because, you know, they're trying to put all of their hope and trust in an individual to meet all of their needs and um, to satisfy and complete them. But they will see that other individual leaving them short because at the end of the day, there's not one human being that will be able to complete your soul except Jesus Christ. Only God can give us true satisfaction no matter what. Having that significant other is just a blessing and a grace that God has bestowed upon us, favor he has bestowed upon us. But ultimately, um, Jesus is the one who can complete us and also give us true satisfaction. And so I hope that I was able to answer your questions concerning what to do while waiting on God for the one. And also, I wanted to add this to... Um, uh, besides, you know, spending time with Jesus Christ and be all about the kingdom of God, 
one thing that you can do while waiting on God for the one for you is to treat yourself. You know, um, and go ahead and spend time doing things that you love to do. Um, I feel like a lot of people sometimes um, they don't even know their interests. They don't know their talents or gifts. Spend this time to um, uncover and discover those things, you know, that sets you apart, that makes you unique um, from other people. You may be very surprised to see certain talents that you did not know you you had before. All right. Thank you again for that question. That was an awesome question. All right. So the next question I have here is how will you know he is truly the one? Mm. How will you know he is truly the one? That is an awesome question. Again, I wanted to start answering this question by mentioning again the topic of identity. Yes, identity. I feel like, you know, life is a journey and life primarily is a journey of you um, discovering God, knowing God for yourself and building that intimate relationship with God and also discovering who you are. Because at the end of the day, those are the only two people that will be with you, <laughs> be with you always. Wherever you go, you know, you will be with yourself and God will be with you. Okay. Um, so yeah, so life is a journey and it's all about you learning, you know, um, about God and you've, you know, spending time with him and building that intimate relationship with him and you discovering yourself. Discovering yourself is all about knowing your identity. The only way you will be able to know your identity is by knowing who God is. The more time we spend with God, the more we have a clearer um, view of who we are. If we're not spending time with God, we will never have that revelation of who we are. From that being said, the only way you will truly identify the one that God has for you is really by spending that intimate one-on-one -on -one time with God. And it's also when you have discovered who you are in Christ, you know, um, what, what are the things that you're hoping for, for your future? What are your aspirations? What is your vision? Um, who are you? You know, are you someone who is, um, an encourager to people? Are you someone who loves to help people? You love um, to bless people. You are a motivator. Um, you always love to give and so forth, you know? So when you find someone, this is just an example. So when you find someone that is a lot, a lot like yourself in that sense, they are loving, they are giving, um, they love God and they love God even like in a higher capacity than you, then potentially um, that person can be the one that God has for you. When you're able to check off those really um, non-compromising features, you know, non-compromising things, is he a believer or is she a believer? Um, do they have a vision? And does their vision match or line up with yours. You know, all of these things are what will be able to help you to identify whether that individual is the one, okay? And also something else that will help you to identify if that individual is the one that God has for you, again, is prayer. Pray about it. It's okay to pray about it. Um, you know, God, he is 
wanting for us to bring our requests and bring our prayers and concerns and cares to him. As, as the more, excuse me, the more that we pray to God, the more than he will give us um, confirmation concerning things that we are not yet sure about. All right. Um, sometimes, you know, for example, if there, there comes a time you are talking to someone and you feel like they pretty much is a good candidate for you to be your wife or to be your husband. Right. And so, um, you're feeling this person, you're really liking this individual, you're attracted to them and whatnot, but yet you still are not 100% sure if this person is the one for you. Pray about it. Like seriously, pray about it. God, he He is aware of everything. He knows what we're going through, what we're thinking about, even before we mentioned it to him. But he always loves it when we come to him and talk to him about it. So prayer, definitely prayer. Hope I was able to answer your question. All right. Question number three. This is a good one. All right. Will culture differences cause an issue in your relationship? All right. I'm going to tell you this right now. <laughs> culture, a culture difference is not the only thing that will perhaps cause certain um, difficulties in your relationship. Like I said, relationships are not perfect. Neither is marriage. But you have to understand, although relationships are not um, perfect, if you really love this person, um, I don't believe there's there should be a deal breaker um, for you. I don't believe culture should be a deal breaker. I don't believe education should be a deal breaker. I don't believe... Um, if this person is a Democrat versus a Republican should be a deal breaker. Um, if you, in fact, really love this person uh, and within a relationship, you know, we have to have respect for the um, for 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 the um, other person. Um, yeah. But like I said. But like I said, too, it's all about mindset. If you think about it in your perspective, um, culture doesn't have to be an issue. You could compromise um, within that relationship. Um, say, for instance, if it is a language barrier um, and you're not really fluent in the language of that significant other, why not ask the question, um, can you teach me some phrases? Um, can you teach me some, some of, of, of your language so that way I can... Um, at least converse with um, some of your close family members, like your mom, your dad, your sisters, your brother, etc. Do you get what I mean? So it doesn't have to be an issue if you don't make it become an issue. You get what I mean? So I just hope I was able to answer your questions. And no, I don't think um, culture differences um, can be an issue in a relationship unless you, you know, tend to make it become one by not agreeing to compromise. Um, for the good of the relationship. Hope I was able to answer your question correctly. All right. Question five. I know that God's desire should be our desire, but what if he gives you someone you don't want to marry? Like someone you're not attracted to, someone you have nothing in common with, and that person is honestly just irritating. I know attraction is so important, but if it is important to to me, isn't it 
also important to God too. Oh man, this is a good one. Wow. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and read it one more time because it's so good. I know that God's desire should be our desire, but what if he gives you someone you don't want to marry, like someone you're not attracted to, someone you have nothing in common with, and that person is just irritating? I know attraction is um, so important, but if it is important um, to me, isn't it important to God too? All right. Okay, so here it goes. There's no one who knows you better than God. There's no one who knows your desires better than God. In fact, God is the one who gave you your desires in the first place, right? Um, and the thing is, I feel like this is a trust issue. We as believers, we have to learn how to trust in God. Um, this is what, again, I, as I mentioned before, um, in the beginning of the podcast, this podcast is all about is about helping us to master our trust in God. We have to come to a point in our lives to have blind faith, meaning you don't need to question God. Um, you should just need to, you just need to trust that he will be there for you, that he will be on point. I was explaining um, this to um, a friend of mine and I was saying, Listen, nobody knows better, excuse me, nobody knows you better besides God one. Nobody can please you more than God. Nobody can please you more than God. Only God is able to really please you because only God can never fail you. I'll say this again. Only God is truly able to please you because only God could never fail you. Listen, people will fail you. Your, your, your boyfriend, your girlfriend will fail you. Your spouse will fail you. Your husband, your wife will fail you. Everyone will fail you but God. And so I don't think that God would fail you when he presents to you the men of God that he has to be your husband or when he presents to you the wife that he has ordained to be your wife. I really don't think so. I mean, God is able to even give you greater than what you ask of him. Based on um, Ephesians 3 verse 20, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. That means if you have a list, like literally a list, I know some of us, we have our list. You know, we have the features that we are looking in a mate and we also have um, the characteristics, right? Um, the inner characteristics. Is this person compassionate? Is this person loyal, um, respectful, noble, etc.? Listen, God is able to give you every single thing you have written down on that list and more. Matter of fact, he's probably going to give you something that is ultimately way better than the list. Way better than the list. And so we can't like, make ourselves think to believe that God can make mistakes. God cannot make mistakes. Everything that God does is perfect and everything that God gives is perfect and good. All right. So I believe that God would never, you know, allow you to suffer to be with someone that you're not attracted to. Now, if there's an individual who seems to express their 
um, they're liking for you, they're interested in you, and you're just simply not attracted to this person at all. But this person seems to be a nice individual, seems to be a, um, a true man or woman of God. Then if it is God's will for you to be with this person, perhaps in the beginning you did not like this person, but God can in fact supernaturally change your attraction from saying, oh my goodness, I can't be with you. You, you, you you're, not, you're not fine to, oh my gosh, I'm seeing you in another light. I'm seeing you in another way. You're so handsome or like you're so beautiful. God does have that power. And I feel like um, God helps people to um, have that um, different attraction towards someone they did not like based on their character. Because you have to understand character will always outweigh uh, physical appearance. Character will always outweigh physical appearance. That's why you will find people, although at first they were not attracted to their now spouse, they became attracted once they got to know the person, like the, the person for who they really are. Once they got to know their vision, um, know their purpose, once they truly saw how they were with other people, how they dealt with other people, their mannerism, you know, in their heart. And so I hope I was able to answer your question. And yes, and um, I just wanted to read this verse too. I'm sure that some of you are familiar, but for those of you who perhaps don't know of this verse, excuse me, it's Psalm 37 verse 4. Psalm 37 verse 4, and I absolutely love this verse. This verse is like one of those verses for real, straight up, when you're having a little day, when you're having like that minute where you kind of feel like, ah, my gosh, I'm single, I feel alone, whatever. And you're kind of having that little bit meltdown or whatnot. Come on. Don't act like you don't. You never had that before. We're all human here. So Psalm 37 verse 4 is one of those verses that really will help you Um the person who asked this question, and it goes like this. It says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. It starts first to enjoy yourself in the Lord, like straight up, enjoy yourself with the Lord. Enjoy spending time with God. Enjoy those prayer times you have with the Lord. Enjoy the times that you read the word. Enjoy the times that you go to um, social gatherings where it's like a worship session and you're going to church and you've listened to a great sermon. Enjoy those times. Because as you're enjoying yourself in, in the things of God and, and of the in the affairs of the kingdom of God, you know, then God will see then you are ready. You are ready to receive the desires of your heart because you have gained this maturity um, to know that you are complete in him and you don't need anything else to complete you. You are already completely satisfied in him. Because what happens is that when God gives us our desires, um, without us having that um, mindset of being complete in him. When we do get this desire, we completely just consume ourselves with the desire that God has given us instead of consuming ourselves with his spirit. Once that happens is that we say bye-bye to God and we're just like, we don't need you no more because the one thing we were praying and asking for, we got. You get where I'm coming You get where I'm coming from? And so that's why God sometimes um, abstain us from receiving certain blessings and certain promises and desires that we have because he knows we have not yet reached the maturity to receive them because we're not going to be completely loyal to him. You see, God, you know, although he's he always remains faithful when we're faithless, he still wants us to be lo loyal to him. He still wants us to hunger 
to be hungry for him, excuse me. He still wants us to love him and continue to pursue him. So God never wants us to stop pursuing him. God does not want you to stop pursuing him once he gives you that wife, once he gives you that husband, once he gives you that godly relationship, once he gives you that career, once he gives you that business, once he gives you that next tax bracket. You get what I mean? All right. I hope that greatly encouraged you. And I really, truly loved your question. Thanks for asking. I have a question here. And the question is, when is it the best time to start dating? When is it the best time to start dating? Honestly, I feel like the best time to start dating is when you have truly discovered who you are in Christ. Yeah. The best time to start dating is when you've truly discovered your truly discovered who you are in Christ and you want to be connected to someone who has a greater passion for Jesus as you and a greater um, vision um, to do great things in this earth for the glory of the Lord as you. That's it. Other than that, I don't feel like none of none of us are truly ready for, um, for a relationship or dating. Um, and that's why if you observe, especially, um, you know, being in, in middle school or being in high school, you will always see young people get in and out of relationships like within a month. I mean, the longest relationship you probably ever seen in high school would probably be six months. If it was a year, then it would be a miracle. And that is all to say because we did not yet know who we are fully. We were we were getting um, to that point, but we did not yet reach um, the pinnacle of it. So I would say the best time to start dating is when you really feel independent within yourself. Like you just have a love for yourself. You have complete confidence and you you know who you are in Christ. You know what you want out of life, you know, and you know what you want in someone else um, in a companion. All right. So um, hope I answered your question. I love that one, too. Oh. Now, this is where it gets a bit more complex, okay? The next question is, is it a bad thing to go on a vacation trip with your significant other? So basically, um, this individual, there's more to this question. So basically, this individual is not yet married and this individual is not yet engaged so this is um individual is just really in a boyfriend girlfriend relationship and they're just asking is it a bad thing to go to a vacation trip with your significant other <laughs> oh my gosh here's the thing we as humans we have the tendency to fall short Especially when we put ourselves in certain environment and situation to be tempted. Um, me personally, I would think it's a bad thing. Um, definitely, I think it's a bad thing because the setting can indeed, um, you know, stimulate temptation to be there. In a relationship, especially if you're a Christian, because I am a Christian and um, this podcast is is inspired by my Christian upbringing, is inspired by my Christian faith. And as a believer, 
you don't want the devil to use any type of thing or any type of situation or opportunity to allow you to be tempted and um, fall short. Especially if you're a couple who, you know, are wanting to remain pure until marriage and you want to practice abstinence and so forth. You don't want to be in Bahamas, you know, and your girl is in her bikini, her two-piece bikini. You're, you know, in your shorts, your tropical shorts um, with no shirt on. You both are attractive individuals. You both, you know, get really, you know, um, I don't know, really happy with one another. You know, their spark is there, chemistry is there, there's attraction there. And even now, you guys seem to not... <laughs> Not be able to even talk straight when you guys are um, with one another, right? Because you guys are just so in love or whatnot. And so when that happens, you know, hormones are, rise, hormones are rising um, and things could happen. Things could happen. Things could get heated. And so I would say yes is a bad thing. I would say it would not, temp it would not be a bad thing if there's an accountability partner. Yes. Um, if you're wanting to go to a vacation to vacate with your significant other, there has to be an accountability partner. And I'm not just talking about any accountability partner, okay? I'm not talking about that homegirl who's just going to literally say yes to anything. Be like, oh my God, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, YOLO, you only live once. No, I'm saying someone that will be direct, will be blunt, will be honest and transparent with you and will know when to signal, hey, you're going too far. You know, I think you guys should really um, not go to this place at this time. You get what I mean? So if there is an accountability partner who is someone who is um, of age, of maturity and is wise, someone you've known for um, many years, someone you could trust and you know that their word is sincere, then I, I don't think that there's an issue. But if it's like a vacation trip when... It's just you and your significant other. I don't think it's a good idea. I hope I was able to answer your question, okay? All right. Next question. I hope you guys are enjoying this Q&A um, segment. I just wanted to mention, guys, Q&A Fridays is always the third Friday of the month. Um, remember, you can ask me your questions via Instagram. My Instagram, again, is it's underscore underscore jlp um you can also um check for me on facebook at jlp networks that will be my official facebook page and you can also send me an email at jlp networks one at gmail.com all right those are the different ways you can submit me your questions and i will be happy to answer them during our q a segments okay all right, next question is, all right, is it safe to date someone from diff a different denomination than you? So this question is kind of similar to the other question about the culture differences. Like I said, um, it's only, it's only, um, it's only an issue, it's only a problem, it's only a conflict if you make it to be one. It does not have to be one. You know, in Christ, you know, there's really 
no divisions. There's there's really no differences. We are all one in Christ Jesus. Um, denominations are irrelevant in the eyes of God. Is this person a um, true believer of Jesus Christ? This person believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, the only begotten son of God, and that he died for our sins and he was raised from the dead and he brought reconciliation um, for us to have, you know, intimacy with God once again. If this person agrees to that, which is what you agreed to, then go ahead 100%. Go ahead and give this person the chance. But if you're telling me that this person is a Baptist and you're, um, let's say you're, 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 you're a Presbyterian, I mean, that's, that shouldn't be a deal breaker. Again, like I said, um, if you truly love each other and you truly have that belief, um, and Jesus, that Jesus is Lord and Savior and that he is a true son of God and he did all of that good stuff for us, that should not be an issue, all right? I don't think there's a problem with that. I feel like when you truly love someone, you could always work out um, the things that perhaps would make the relationship complicated. Okay, hope I answered your question. Um... Ooh, this is a good one. This is a good one. What does the phrase God's timing timing really mean? What does the phrase God timing really mean? To me, I, I believe the phrase God timing is that it is the right timing. It is the perfect timing. Um, and also, I believe that it is um, the fullness, the fullness of time. It is the time where it just has, it, it, it just makes sense for it to happen that at that time um so for example there was a previous question where um someone asked when is the best time to date and i answered and i answered the best time to date would be when you have discovered who you are in christ like when you've reached that level of maturity where you're independent you know you love yourself you don't need somebody to make you feel loved you get what i mean and so that is one aspect and also, you know, when you know you feel financially stable, like you feel like you can hold your ground financially, you feel like everything really pretty much is flowing the way that they ought to, you know, everything in your life. I'm not saying it's perfect, but you're just hanging in there and things are looking good. They're looking up to par. I would say then that would be God's timing for you. Um, that would be God's perfect timing for you because God would never, like like I mentioned before, hinder or abs, abs, you know, abstain a blessing from you if you are ready. You know, it's all about being ready. So I would say God's timing for you is when God sees that you are ready. God sees that you are ready and not just God sees, but I feel because the Holy Spirit dwells within, within us, you too will know that you're ready. You may not completely feel ready, but your spirit and, you know, the Holy Spirit um, confirming to your spirit will let you know you are ready. So um, that's how I would um, summarize or give my opinion to it. God's timing, what that really means. And I just want to go ahead and read a verse of encouragement. Um that really correlates with this question and it's coming from Isaiah 60 verse 22 and I'll first read from the messenger bible and it says the runt will become a great tribe 
the weakling become a strong nation. I am God. At the right time, I'll make it happen. Now, I love the ending of the verse. When God says, at the right time, I'll make it happen. And a lot of people, you know, they, they love it too. They're like, woo, at the right time and God will make it happen. God will make it happen quickly. You know, that's great and awesome. But I feel like we brush off the beginning of the verse, which has so much revelation to it. He, there it's telling us you will become a great tribe. And the NIV um, version, it says the least of you will become a thousand. So God is letting us know, you know, he's building us up. He's building us up to be the best version of ourselves that we've ever been. He's building us up to be who he destined for us to be. And um, it continues by saying, you will become strong, like you will become a strong nation. Right. So again, once God has built you up, once you have been established in Christ, once you have dig deeper to the your relationship with God and and also your identity in him and like you just feel completely confident in your season of life and who you are then God will make it happen for you then that's God's perfect timely timing excuse me to bring the blessings he has for you come to your life and also um keep in mind that verse says um if you look at the NIV the ending of the verse says, I am the Lord and it's time I will do it swiftly. So if it's if God's timing, it will happen fast. It will not take forever. You will feel the flow of things. Things will just begin to naturally come and fall into place. Hope I was able to answer that question. That's an awesome question. Um, I would greatly encourage you guys to meditate on that scripture. That's a good one to help you get through any season. To always have that positive mindset that God is building you up. As you're continuously building in God and um, discovering who you are in him, that everything will fall into place. Just like uh, Matthew 6 verse 33, seek ye first his righteousness and his kingdom and all these things shall be added unto you. God knows what we want. Like he knows what we want and what we need and when. Okay. All right. All right, we have three more questions and then it will be the end of our Q&A segment for um, 2019, our very first Q&A segment um, for 2019. All right, the next question. Is it okay for a girl to shoot their first shot for a man that they like? <laughs> oh, yes. All right. You know, I feel like what happened is We all know the verse where it says, um, he who finds a wife find favor from the Lord or obtain favor from the Lord. Okay. And so because we've been so used to that verse, we tend to make ourselves feel like we can't even um, associate with guys from a girl's point of view, right? We can't associate with guys. We can't talk to guys. We can't be friends with guys, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, as a Christian, you know, you should view men as your brothers, right? Your brothers in Christ. Now, it's okay for you to, it's okay for you to talk to, young, to a man. It's okay for you to talk to a young man if, you know, for those of you guys who are 
younger, okay, it's okay for you to talk to young men. There's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong is when you're not letting yourself be seen as a prize to that man, right? Or to that young man. Um, and so I wouldn't say it's a bad thing for you to make connections with people, but I would say it's a bad thing when you have to constantly try to prove to someone how special you are. You, you get what I mean? And so, um, no, I don't think it's wrong for you to make connections with people. I don't think it's wrong um, for you to... Um, for you to be more bold and outspoken, I feel like bec sometimes because we feel like it's wrong for for women to pursue men, I feel like sometimes there are people who wants to approach us or want to um, connect with us. Um, they get so, I would say, intimidated by us that they don't even try to approach us or try to make contact with us. But if you see this individual as just a human being and just like a brother in Christ, then you shouldn't even give yourself pressure to begin with. Um, so, so I would say, no, there's nothing wrong for you to have conversation and to make connections with a guy. There's nothing wrong for you to be like, hey, hi, how are you? My name is Jessica. There's nothing wrong with that because this is just a fellow human being on planet Earth. But I would say it's wrong when you, you know, straight up telling a guy, yo, I like you. I want to be with you. Let's get together. Okay. I don't think that that's right. I think that naturally when you do just see the person for a, a human being and you guys start talking, you guys have similar interests. I feel like it's going to naturally flow to the guy to say, hey, I'm really feeling this girl. I'm really liking her vibe. I'm really liking who she is. I want to get to know her in a deeper level. And from that point on, um, he should see that the ball is in his court and that he should be bold enough to pursue you and to let you know how he truly feel about you, um, about wanting you to be more than a friend. Okay. Hope I was able to answer your question. Thank you for that question. Um, and the next question is, should a girl get into a relationship with a man because all her friends are taken? Should a girl get into a relationship with a man because all oh, her friends are taken. I think I understand what you mean. Um, so you're saying, should you get into a relationship just because your friends are all in a relationship? Heck no. You're not living for your friend's approval. You're not living to be comfortable just so that, um, excuse me, you're not living just so you could feel comfortable for your friends. Okay, no. You're living for Jesus Christ and you're living for yourself. Don't feel pressured to be in a relationship just because it seems like it's a hype right now, just because those you know are in relationships or are engaged or are getting married. Everybody has their own course. Everybody has their own race. Everybody has their own process. Um, you know, don't, don't get into that trap. Like I said, it's so important for us to really seek God when it comes to relationships and also in our time, in, excuse me, in our season of singlehood. Um, because when you do, you know, connect to God in a deeper way, he strengthens you. He gives you more of a, a discernment, so to speak. Um, he allows you to wait and he allows you to wait well. Okay. I feel like sometimes we don't know how to wait well. So we try to rush everything. And, you know, when we rush things, it doesn't, it doesn't go as planned. We end up messing things up. But if we wait well on the Lord, 
like I mentioned before, you know, he can't fail you. God can never fail you. Your friends will fail you. I mean, just because they're your friend, that does not mean they're not going to fail you. Again, as I mentioned, we are all human beings. We make mistakes. We fall short. So you have to remember, um, you have to trust God. Like God has to be your closest confidant at all times. And you're not your friends. You know, I would say to you, get to know who you are. Um, get to know who you are apart from your friends. Your friend is your friend, but you, you are, you're your own person. You are your own individual. Um, find who you are first and be happy for your friends um, because they are taken. They are in a relationship knowing that soon it will be you. If the whole crew is, you know, all booed up, <laughs> um, you can know for sure that then you will be next. So just rejoice for them and just stay your ground. Stay grounded. Trust God. No need to rush. Trust me. No need to rush. I want to go ahead and read this verse to greatly encourage you, you wonderful listener, for asking this question. Let me just pull it up here. And it's 2 Timothy's verse 2. Excuse me, 2 Timothy verse 2. Oh my gosh, excuse me. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13. And it says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. So even when you're losing hope or even when you feel discouraged, even if you feel like everything seems to be going in the favor of your friends, you can trust that God is faithful, okay? And even when you're down or you're you're not believing that he's gonna come through for you, you, you can you can believe that he's going to come through because his, his word says it. God is faithful and he will always remain faithful till the end. You can completely depend on him. Trust in his perfect timing. Just give it to God and rest. Hope I was able to answer your question. All right. Okay. Let's see if we have any more questions. All right, so I, someone asked the question, what's a good advice can you give the single ladies out there? What's a good advice can you give the single ladies out there? Read the book of Ruth. <laughs> Read the book of Ruth. All right. Yeah, so that's one of my advice. Read the book of Ruth. Seriously, study the character of Ruth. Study of how her story um, began. You know, Ruth is such a great figure in the Bible, um, like her story of how she really surrendered. She literally surrendered her life just so that she can be of an encourager of a, uh, a companion to Naomi. You know, Ruth was selfless. And I feel like that's what we need to become, selfless. You know, one of the things that will show someone is ready to be in a relationship or is ready to receive their desire from the Lord or that blessing from the Lord. Um, and let's say in this context, um, that blessing is a, a husband or a wife that they've been praying and, and, and waiting on God for. You know, when you start having the character of selflessness and you're putting, you know, God first and you're putting, you know, other people before yourself, then I would say soon enough, God will bring um, that companion that, 
he has made specifically for you to enter your life. If you just look in the Bible, in the book of, of Genesis, and you see the story just with the first human beings on the earth, Adam and Eve, um, we know that Eve was Adam's help mate, or you could say help meet, as some people say. So God um, gave Adam and Eve to just be an encourager to him, to just be of a, you know, just be helping him to better himself and to be able to better govern all the territory that God gave him, which was the Adam of Eden. Um, so that way, you know, um, Adam would not get discouraged and he would not be alone and he would have someone to share in all of the goodness that the Lord has bestowed upon him. And so I would say, if you're not ready to help someone, if you're not ready to help someone to reach their um, potential, their biggest potential out of, you know, in life, if you're not ready to help someone to fulfill um, their vision, then you're not yet ready to be introduced to the person that God has for you. But let me tell you something for all the single ladies. And because you asked for the single ladies, um, I'll go ahead and say this in general. It's not just for single ladies, but for single men out there. Um, my greatest advice for you is definitely to just fall in love with Jesus, fall in love with yourself and become selfless. Once you're able to become selfless, then you will be awesome. Um, an awesome husband and an awesome wife to your spouse. You will become a great blessing in their lives. They will appreciate you. And when they appreciate you, it will be reciprocated back to you. You know, God will never give you someone who will not also be a blessing to you in return in the context of a marriage, okay? Because I know in life, you can do a lot of good things for other people and you never get the reciprocal, ah, excuse me, it never reciprocate back to you. But in the context of marriage, like I said, it's two whole people coming together to be just one power couple to do greater things that neither of them could have done independently. All right. Hope that answered all your questions. I had an amazing time with this QMA, excuse me, QNA segment. What is wrong with me getting so tongue tied today? Too excited. Um, looking forward for the next one. Thank you so much for always um, giving me support. Like I said, this podcast is not just, you know, me just here to make episodes, but I just want to fellowship with you guys. want to greatly encourage you guys because I am also encouraging myself in this season of singlehood. I truly believe as we dive deeper in God this year and make it all about Jesus, I'm telling you this year, 2019 will be your best year yet. And trust me, God is about to blow your mind because there are so many blessings and prayers that you have been praying for so long. He's about to make come to pass because he's about to bless your faithfulness. So continue to stay tuned to the podcast. And remember, all things are possible with Christ Jesus. Again, it was JLP. Peace out. Take care. Until next time.